You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball. It is a beautiful week for Major League Baseball, and we are almost to the first week of June. Ladies and gentlemen, it's big time baseball. I'm Cody Decker, former professional baseball player turned professional smartass on the radio, and with me as always, he is the legendary, the one and only. You get him on MLB Network, you see him, you read his stuff on the New York Post. He is the most important Twitter follow in all of baseball. John Heyman. John, how you doing, buddy? Cody, I'm doing good. That may be a little bit of an exaggeration, but I, I do appreciate it. Oh, uh, no. In my opinion, okay. there is only a few holy grails of Twitter accounts <laughs> in Major League Baseball. And John Heyman, you're at the very top of the list. And I do agree with you. You should be paid for your Twitter. How you been? How's been the week of baseball for you? The, we just finished an exciting weekend. A ton of walk-off winners on Sunday. And whole new slate of games throughout this week. New matchups. Teams facing each other for the first time. Other divisions getting ready for some tough series after this series. Um, I, I think it's going to be very interesting. Yet, do you think we have a uh, a fighting epidemic all of a sudden in baseball? It has been <laughs> madness all of a sudden. <laughs> well, the one over the fantasy football. I'm sure you're talking about that one. That that was something else. Um, you know, I I've seen that not among professional players where they're hard feelings and not not necessarily slaps. Like we saw with Tommy Pham uh, putting a slap on poor Jock Peter, unsuspecting Jock Peterson. But uh, people get upset about these things. I don't know if you play it or not. I do not play. Uh, but I have seen uh, families come apart over this. So uh, I, I don't get it. I don't know why it's so important. I mean, the people I know are playing it are playing it for peanuts. But, you know, maybe at the major league level, uh, you know, Jock Peterson basically laid out exactly what, the controversy was over, but he didn't say how much money was at stake. I, I'm thinking these guys were, are betting big bucks on this. Uh, I hope that they are if uh, they're willing to come to blows over, or at least fam is. I mean, it's just it's so weird to me. Cause, listen, I played on a lot of teams. I played on a lot of organizations and every organization, every team I've ever played on always has a fantasy football league at the end of the year. And yes, it gets... People talk a lot of crap on the on the group chat. People are all over each other. But, like, it's all in good fun. I have never seen a fist fight get broken out. And, by the way, if you do read the story, as bonkers as it is, the reason he slapped him is the most comical reason I've ever heard. Because <laughs> if you know anything about fantasy football... It is well within the rules for you to get a player and put them on the IR. It's not bogarting players. It's how you play fantasy football. Um, it's just how you do it. And then um, then he says, sent a weird meme making fun of the Padres, but it was barely making fun of him. He said he was like, well, he said some disrespectful stuff about my player. 
This guy threatened to fight the Padres at an MMM, MMA gym like 20 days ago. What is he talking about? <laughs> uh, you know, fam, got three days off, and let's let's hope that uh, he saw a therapist in those three days because uh, he needs some help, I think. Um, you know, uh, you, it's not worth getting that upset about. Three games isn't a big penalty, but now everybody in baseball knows that this guy – uh, he's got a bit of a temper issue. Um, you know, it, it's, it was not, it's not worth it for him, uh, to do this. And it might hurt his free agency after the year. He is a free agent. So bad decision by him. Whenever they were betting on the fantasy football, I think he lost more with the dumb slap. Um, but I'm not an expert. The last time I played, uh, I played fantasy baseball. Eric Davis was the number one pick. So nice uh, I think I was in about the third league ever, and uh, that was it for me. I think I played one or two years, and I was done. I did not win, even though I'm a so-called expert. Uh, you know, it, it <laughs> takes uh, it takes some real involvement. You know, you got to really be dedicated. And uh, look, hey, maybe Jock Peterson is just just good at it. Maybe he's getting advice from Farhan Zaidi. Isn't he supposed to be the champion of uh, fantasy football and baseball? I don't know. That's what I've heard. And, Pretty good at regular baseball too, but not a, not a good thing. Not a, not a good thing at all for fam to do. The Reds are bad enough without adding that to it. Although they had uh, they had a nice little streak there where they won thirteen out of twenty one, kind of shocking all of us. Yeah, well, you know, let's get over to some good news throughout baseball. Uh, how about the Blue Jays? The Blue Jays have won five in a row. Uh, they still, however, trail the Yankees by five and a half games. That's how good. The Yankees have been this season. Uh, they're running out a, a somewhat skeleton crew. They're losing out on a couple of players right now. The Yankees. Do you think the Do you think that the Blue Jays can keep this ball rolling well enough? They got some series coming up. They got a series coming up against the Twins. Um, you know, this team. Everyone pegged them at the beginning of the season to be a World Series contender, and I think, in my opinion, they've been a disappointment thus far. But they're still in the hunt. Don't think for a second they're not in it. It's just. They got a lot to deal with, with those Yankees, the Rays, by the way, who will quietly win 95-plus games this year, and, and the Red Sox showing off the best offense of May. Um, do you think the Blue Jays have what it takes to keep the ball rolling? Well, you know, I, I along with most of America, picked the Blue Jays, so I, I wouldn't give up on them. They certainly have the starting pitching. Manoa has been really good, but, I mean, they've got Ryu, they've got Barrios, um, you know, they have Gausman. They've got they've got a very strong starting rotation. So even if Vlad Guerrero's not having the year that he had last year, uh, you know they should be a really good team. Don't ask me about the Rays. I'm wrong about them every year. Uh, they're amazing. <laughs> I give them credit. Uh, the Red Sox they can hit as we've seen, and I think they're going to hit enough that they will not be a seller. We've talked about that a lot. I think they're going to hang in there and. Try to go for it in the American League. I think you don't have to have a great record. I, I think there are going to be teams with 80 wins in the American League playoffs at least, and maybe in the National League too, 80-something wins. Um, so I think they're going to hang in there. But uh, to me, the Blue Jays are really good, and um, you know, I'm, I'm not counting them out. Just because the Yankees are off to a great start, I think the Blue Jays still have uh, enough in them that they can uh, make a run at it. Yeah, I and by the way, I love what you said about the Rays right there that you've picked them not to be as good as they are and they mess they mess with you every year. That's the thing I do with the Rays. It's not that I am the smartest guy in the room. I am, but that's not the point. I pick <laughs> I pick the Rays. Yeah, I I pick the Rays you're, all you're the time. Yeah. yeah, it's always I'm always in a room by myself. It's the best. <laughs> no, you're a smart not. guy. 
but you no, know, the reason why I always pick them is because I always just assume they know more than me because every single yes. move they make seems like on paper it's going to hurt them in the immediate future and it's a move for four years from now. But it's never the case because they made a move four years ago that is keeping the team already in first place. They're just how they've done it is incredible. The Rays model is called the Rays model for a reason. And it's just it's incredible. It's amazing. I, I have um, no explanation. I don't know anything about it. I never picked them. They're always in the playoffs. They always do great. I mean, the trades, the guys they pick up. I mean, you know, sometimes they trade someone who ends up being pretty good, like Willie Adamas. But. Hey, look, this Fire Rising guy, I mean, no one's hitting him at all. He's become their, you know, if not their best reliever, one of their best two or three relievers, and they got about 20 of them. So, um, you know, they, they got a lot figured out. They were the first team to really, really shift, and uh, they've been ahead of the curve on a lot of stuff, and got to give them credit. They are the smartest. Um, you're the smartest in your room, but they're the smartest in America. Yeah, they're they're really, really, really incredible how they're able to always pull this off. Um, on the flip side, they just finished out a series over in Anaheim. The Angels have lost five in a row. Um, they're three games back at the Astros. Listen, I, I've been describing the as I've been telling people because I do a lot of gambling shows. I do a lot of shows for BetMGM, a lot of stuff for Odyssey. Uh, uh, I've been telling people this about the Angels. I've been telling people, yeah, jump on the Angels for now. Because at the end of the day, the Angels will likely get hurt like they always do. And their pitching might most likely will come back to earth. I've been describing them as I tell people to pick them as of late as I am a I am a, like a real estate broker in Florida in 2005. I know the bubble's going to burst, but until then, I'm going to sell as many houses as I possibly can. And that's what the Angels are. The bubble's going to burst at some point. It just hasn't yet. Has the bubble finally burst on the Angels? Yeah, I'm not giving up on the Angels. I am sad about their uh, rough week. Uh, I think we're all, in a sense, rooting for the Angels. We want to see Mike Trout in the playoffs. I Badly. mean, Otani is incredible, uh, not just unique. Uh, one of the best all time at this point. Um, you know, yeah, arguably the two best players in the game. Plus, they have Thor. They are a fun team. I watch them every night. They were doing better earlier. But I'm not losing hope. I'm not losing faith. I do like Sandoval. He had a rough start recently. But, you know, there's some signs the pitching will get better. Obviously, the Rendon injury does not help at the moment. But, you know, you got Trout. you got Otani. You'd like to think this team will be a playoff team. And, like I said, the American League, I think you can get in probably 85 wins will probably get you there. You'd like to hope the Angels can get there. Yeah, there's all the teams in that division playing really well. The Astros yes. just not wanting to go away. Listen, the Mariners have been a disappointment thus far, but I have to assume with the moves they made and the team that won 90 games last year and improved themselves, they got to turn it around at some point. But it's almost June, man. Yeah, <laughs> they better they better start stepping on that gas soon. Yeah, I've um, in the towel on the Mariners. I had them as a playoff team. And I'm always known as the greatest Mariners detractor. I never have any faith in them. And last year they proved me wrong by almost making the playoffs with the 90 wins and almost breaking their 20-year streak of not making the playoffs. Uh, and they did do a lot. I mean, obviously they got Winker. They got Robbie Ray. Uh, they made big moves in the offseason to add to that 90-win team. But I think that 90 wins, that was a mirage. Let's, let's face it at this point. Uh, right now, as we do this, they're 20 and 28. Um, teams have come back from 20 and 28, but I, 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 I've lost faith. I'm sorry. I normally stick with my picks. Uh, I'm, I'm giving up on that one. 
I'm not. Listen, I'm stubborn. I refuse to give up on this pick. I need them to come back. I just want to see the Mariners in the playoffs again, just once to get rid of this <laughs> longest drought in all of major sports. Pretty, pretty tough if you're a Mariners. Yeah, they player. are fun when they get to the playoffs. I mean, uh, you know, obviously '95 that was something else with uh, with a great hit there that brought home Griffey, uh, Edgar Martinez, probably saved baseball for Seattle, uh, beating that. Uh, upstart Yankee team that would end up being a dynasty starting the next year. But, uh, that was fun. You know, I mean, you gotta be probably gotta be over 40 to remember the Mariners in the playoffs though, at this point, uh, you know, then again, of course, 2001, they had the best team in baseball went 116 and they were eliminated. So, um, you know, it, it would be nice in a way to see them in, but, uh, I'm just not seeing it at this point. You know, the, the twins have a five game lead on mm-hmm. the white Sox right now. Now, if you're if you're looking at the gambling lines, gambling lines still have the White Sox favored. They're still in negative uh, money to win the AL Central, but there is a little bit of a, a little bit of I'd say a little bit of value on picking the Twins right now because you can currently get them at plus money. Um, here's the thing: Do you think this team, the Twins? can win this division. Now, the White Sox have underperformed. They're just around 500. They won yesterday against the Cubs. But this team has been about as Dickensian as it gets, a tale of two cities down there on the south side. They just, one game they look brilliant. The next game they look like they've never played baseball before. It's just, it's painful to watch at the moment. Can the Twins keep this going, provided they stay healthy and maybe take one away from the White Sox? Because if the White Sox don't win this year, uh, I think they need to blow it up because they're coming up to some contracts soon. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I was on here, and I don't remember who was with you or Tony, and um, one of you said that the White Sox were the biggest favorite to win any division in baseball. It might have been Tony. Um, and I think a lot of people thought that. And um, at this point, I, I think it's logical that they're still a favorite. You know, on paper, they're still the better team. I do believe, but uh, I would not ignore that Twins bet. I'm not a better, like I'm not a fantasy player. I'm not much fun, am I? Um, but, you know, I think the Twins have a really, really good thing going, and they have some very interesting everyday players. I mean, Correa is certainly going to come around. Buxton, when healthy, is one of the best players in the game. You know, um, I wouldn't put it past them. The White Sox just have not hit. Wow. I mean, last I looked, which was only a couple of days ago, they were 25th in uh, OPS. Uh, this is a team that should have a great offense. Basically, you had Anderson playing well, you had Vaughn playing well, and uh, Robert and Moncada playing pretty well, and the rest of them not hitting at all. Grandal, who was a terrific, terrific hitter, um, really has not hit, and neither has Abreu, who was obviously former MVP, outstanding ball player. Um, it's shocking. It's really shocking how, how little they've hit. And, you know, I guess you could look at it and say well, they're around 500 with no hitting at all, so that's pretty good. They got Lynn coming back. But, you know, I don't know, the Anderson injury, that doesn't help them. Uh, no. I, I'm not a betting man. I'm not a betting advisor, but uh, I, w- I would consider the Twins. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, the Anderson, Tim Anderson going down yesterday. Uh uh, looked like a growing injury, which is not what you want to see. He's been their most consistent hitter, most consistent player. He's been hitting like 350. 
Um, you're right about the the White Sox offense. They they're overly aggressive. They swing. Uh, they lead the league in swinging on first pitch. Uh, they do not go deep into counts, which you don't necessarily have to, but you need to have at least one or two guys that can. And you mentioned Grandall, and that's yeah. something Grandall's always been classically right. great at. You know, working pitch counts, getting drawing walks. Hell, last year he was almost an all star despite hitting at the time 170 but his OPS was like at 780 it was he was killing it he was doing a great job he was offensively the sneakiest best offensive catcher in baseball last year uh and he just hasn't been doing that so far as you mentioned but the twins do have a pretty hefty schedule coming up which looks good for the white Sox. they do have to take on the uh after this series with the tigers the toronto blue jays the yankees and the rays basically they have to play the schedule that the white Sox had to play while they were all banged up yeah i mean certainly uh, the schedule is a major major factor or as always, it's interesting you mentioned Grandal. I mean, that was an all-time year. You know, you mentioned he almost uh, made the all-star team, um, you know, with a 780 or so uh, OPS in the first half. He ended up even better than that by the mm-hmm. end. I mean, he he was all-star caliber. Um, his OPS at, by the end of the year was 939. Just an uh, unreal. That it was, it's, it's an all-time season, and he hit, you know, uh, I think he ended up around a little over 200, 240. Yeah. So he rallied at the end, but 939 At the All-Star break, he was hitting yes. like one. Yeah, at the All-Star break, John, he was hitting like 170, yes. but his OPS was around 900. Amazing. And as you mentioned, yeah, at the end of the year, he had an OPS near 1,000. Like, yeah. wow. I don't know what's going on with the White Sox. They are really the hitless uh, team at this point, and um, – you know, I, I can't really have a great feeling about what's going on with them. I I'm, I know understand the twin schedule may look tougher at the moment, but they're playing better baseball. You know, Nick Gordon is showing why he was a first round pick now. Um, you know, they've got they've got some good young players. Royce Lewis brought energy. Now he's back. Had him play center field. I saw him make a a catch crashing into the wall. They you know they told Buxton don't go near the wall because you know obviously Buxton if he plays he's great. It's getting hurt, gets hurt all the time. They told Buxton, don't go to the wall. So what does Lewis do? He makes a catch, a catch crashing into the wall. I don't know if they wanted him to do that either, but he's brought a lot of energy to that team. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the odds are, but I, I you know, and I haven't made, made a bet other than horse racing in probably uh, 35 years, but, uh, you know, I, I kind of like the Twins. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, 
roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, so do I. I think this team is playing well. And yeah, if Correa comes along especially, watch out. He's a, he's a game changer. Let's flip it over to the NL side. The Mets. Uh, man, I, I, I really like this team a lot. They just, you know what that is? It's not just that they're good. They are fun. They are so fun to watch. And it's not and it's not just the usual suspects. It's not just what you'd expect from like the Lindors or 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 the Martes. No, you got guys like Luis Guillorme absolutely contributing and, and making amazing plays and having great ball games. You got Dom Smith uh doing incredible stuff with that team. You got you got Nimmo. I mean, just everybody on that team is so fun to watch and they're doing it all without DeGrom and Scherzer. They have the largest lead over any second plus team in their division in baseball. Listen, is that a combination of the Mets being really good and their division being down or do you think that the Mets are being a little too good for their division at the moment? Yeah, no, I mean, I was just there last night at uh, City Field, and uh, the Mets are certainly having a lot of fun, playing great to do this without DeGrom for the whole year, without Scherzer lately. Uh, pretty amazing, really is. Um, they do it in a multitude of ways. It's great to have two fine leadoff hitters, excellent leadoff hitters in Marte and Nimmo. That is a big plus. I'm glad you mentioned Guillaume. I mean, he's been like, as my friend Dave Lennon said, he's like Joe Morgan. The way he's playing lately, I think he's hitting around 350 playing great defense. Um, you know, he has um, really done a great job. And, uh, you know, they're winning some interesting games. A big comeback against the Phillies than last night. A smaller comeback. You know, we thought they had it. And the three-run homer to Castellanos gave the Phillies a lead. And, of course, the poor Phillies, uh, you know, uh, Joe Girardi uh, feels, must feel snake bit. He replaces Castellanos uh, for – Defense puts Roman Quinn in the game, and wouldn't you know it, uh, the game got back to Roman Quinn in the 10th inning. Uh, Buck loaded the bases. Of course, uh, intentionally walked uh, Harper to face Roman Quinn with two guys on. I mean, is there an easier move than that? Uh, intentionally walking Bryce Harper to face Roman Quinn. And, of course, uh, he struck out, and that was really one of the key moments underlooked in, in, in that game. Uh, you know, I mean, I was in that clubhouse afterward. Girardi was asked about by Jim Salisbury, uh, was asked about uh, his job security, and uh, he really bristled at it. You know, he said he doesn't think about his job, doesn't worry about his job, which is what you got to say. Of course, nobody believes anybody who says that, but he, that's what he said. And then he added something like, <clears throat> you ask me that question every day. And from what I gathered later, uh, he has not asked him that question every day. So. I think he, it's been in his mind, that question, every day. So he, I think he is thinking about it, and understandably so. I mean, they are really underperforming. We knew it was going to be an interesting team, whether the offense could outscore and overcome the defense. And right now, it's just not happening. I mean, to be 21-27 and 27 with a $230 million payroll and that kind of lineup, um, pretty shocking, I think. I mean, certainly Bryce Harper has been great, but – and it's amazing they can hit like he does with a torn elbow. But 
not being able to play the field, I think, has really, really hurt them. You see Castellanos out there, who's been kind of up and down as an outfielder. And again, they replaced him after he hit the go-ahead home run. And there you have Roman Quinn in the key moment. So uh, I think Joe Girardi knows he's on the clock. He probably should be. Not sure who they would pick to replace him. But, you know, they were 500 forever, and now they're worse than 500. So something's got to give. Yeah, it's been brutal to watch. And as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I watched this team two days in a row live against the Dodgers. And one thing that is just glaring about this team, it's so funny that yesterday what cost them was putting in a defensive replacement, considering the fact this is the single worst defense I just have ever seen at the major league level. It's it's yeah, almost it's painful to watch. Yeah, uh, you know it, what it is? They had two uh, average or better defenders, at least two, I, I would I would I would say two. Was Harper and Rio Mudo, and right now they just have Rio Mudo, and everybody yep. else on the field is probably below average. I mean, Didi's out, so now you've got two shortstops replacing him. One's hitting well under two hundred. You know, neither is really a starting shortstop at the major league level at this point in their careers. And uh, you know, I mean, they've got hitting. <laughs> Segura can hit. Uh, Castellanos, mm-hmm. Schwarber. Uh, their hitting, which they expect to be even better than this, is top third in baseball, but that's not good enough. They're going to yeah. need to be top. I'm not going to say they can be better than the Dodgers, but they need to be top. For them to make the playoffs, they need to be top two. That's how bad their defense is. They need yeah, to be and you mentioned, one of the two mentioned, top hitting teams. Yeah, and you mentioned moving on from Girardi. I mean, like you said, what options are they going to have? They'd have to promote from within, and they're the third best offense in baseball. Hell, the obvious choice to me would be K Long. But you do you want to take K Long out of the hitting coach spot with the third best offense in base? It's the only good thing about the team. Yeah, so, I think they would go in house, right? Would it, is is Dusty Wathen an option? I'm not sure. K Long an option? Maybe would they bring Charlie Manuel back? You, I mean, normally you wouldn't say that, but you know. The way things have gone lately with older managers getting back in there, I mean, LaRusso, the most obvious one, but there's, you know, multiple managers in their 70s and many in over 60 at this point. Um, you know, they put Larry Bola in there. Uh, it wasn't too long ago they had an interview with the Marlins, but um, I'm kind of with you. They'd probably go in-house, but, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I, you know, I've always thought Girardi was a really good manager. One scouts, and this is just speculation, said to me he's he's too too uptight for a team of stars. Better, better for a team of kids. And he was great with the Marlins team when they, you know, when they were young kids. And uh, he was the manager of the year. Still got fired. <laughs> Didn't kill over the owner, but uh, <laughs> you know that's life as a manager, and he knows it. And uh, you know, of course, he's got to say, "I'm not thinking about it." But we're all thinking about it as we're in there. So I, he's got to be thinking about it. Well, you mentioned that they have the third best offense in baseball. Let's talk about the first best offense in baseball. In fact, let's talk about what might be the best offense ever. And that's the Los Angeles Dodgers, who currently have a plus 119 run differential, which makes them literally on paper one of the greatest offenses of all time. Um Will that can they keep up this pace? Well, I'll just go ahead and answer that. Yes, they can. Will they keep up this pace is a different question. Uh, what do you think? Mookie Betts has been uh, a revelation this month. He's been absolutely incredible. This team has been unstoppable. Freddie Freeman doing Freddie Freeman things. Listen, the the pitching that we that we were lit, you and I were talking, we were starting to get a little worried about the pitching. It seems to not have remotely mattered. I mean, Tony Gonsolin's out there with a one ERA. 
Uh, just everyone they throw out there is doing an incredible job. This team, it's it just feels like Dodgers versus everyone else. And they only have a three-game lead in the NL West, which is how good the Padres are. Yeah, give the Padres credit. Their pitching has been really good. We knew they had deep pitching. Gore has been fantastic. It should be the uh, rookie of the year leader right now by far. Um, so give San Diego credit for hanging in there. But, yeah, the Dodgers are kind of racing against history now. They are outstanding, uh, both in terms of pitching and in hitting. Um, you know, the run differential is like eons above everybody else. Um, I think they're best in hitting and best in pitching. You know, that's a rare combination. You don't see that very often. Once every 50 years or so, uh, you see that. And they, they certainly have a great team. It's in, in terms of all-time offense, uh, you know, I saw the OPS uh, numbers compared to one of the old Yankee teams. And didn't it didn't quite stack up to the, that team with a bunch of Hall of Famers on it. But, you know, in terms of is it the best in, you know, a decade, two decades, Three decades, yeah, I buy that. That's possible. I mean, they have three former MVPs in their lineup, um, and you know, obviously, Bellinger has struggled the last couple of years offensively, but he has it in him. Uh, even if he doesn't, you got Betts and you got Freeman, two MVP uh, caliber players, two guys who've won the MVP, and Trey Turner uh, is, has the potential to win the MVP also. So, uh, you know, they've got three or four huge stars, and then the other players are all really good, too. So, I mean, you know, they're clearly the best uh, team offensively. They're probably the best team pitching. And, um, you know, they're the clear World Series favorite. And, you know, I mean, I picked them, but no great shakes there. I picked them like 23 years in a row or something like that. I only, only got it right once, although I'm still counting 2017 as a partial victory. Um, but they're, they are an outstanding, outstanding team. You know, it's funny. Uh, someone the other day, I was doing a show. I do a show on the weekends for the Odyssey and the BetQL network uh, called Bet for the Cycle. And they asked a question. It's like, hey, do you think it's smart to take a Trey, Turney, a Trey Turner uh, RBI uh, prop today? And I just looked at him for like 10 seconds. And I'm just like, how about this? Take the Dodgers lineup, put it on the wall, get out a dart and just throw it at the at the lineup. Whatever player it lands on, go ahead and pick them because it's just as good of a chance for an RBI as anyone else because that team, you just went through the list. I mean, just really think about it. Betts, MVP. Bellinger, MVP. Freeman, MVP. Turner, runner-up on the MVP. By the way, other Turner, another runner-up on the MVP. Max Muncy, runner-up on the MVP. Kershaw, former MVP in multiple Cy Youngs. It's just, the team is just a, a true like comedy of riches. It's incredible. And they are so fun to watch. Yeah. You know, for a while, you know, uh, Andrew Friedman came from Tampa, the team that's smarter than everyone, as you mentioned. And for a while he wasn't getting that big star, you know, he's doing a great job still. And they were doing very well early, but then it, he had the breakthrough with, with Betts and with, then with Freeman, which I think he got a great deal on. And, um, you know, he was a great GM with a limited payroll, and he's a, a great GM uh, or baseball president, whatever they call him, uh, with a huge payroll. And uh, it's $290 million. You know, I mean, people can talk all they want about free agency. doesn't matter. Free agents are a waste of money, this or that. The two teams that have, have spent about $290 million are two out of the top three teams in baseball right now. 
And the other team, the other team is the Yankees, uh, who have lagged behind the Dodgers and the Mets in spending, but they're uh, probably third right now, I would say, in spending. But, um, you know, it obviously helps to go out and get those great players. And uh, certainly Friedman has learned to do that. You know, he passed on Scherzer when he had a chance originally as a free agent, as did, not blaming him, so, as did 28 other GMs who could, could have gotten him. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he adjusted now to having that enormous payroll and an owner who wants to do what he can to win. And, uh, he's picked the right guys, you know, I mean, uh, free agency is risky when you, when you take a player who's a little older or you take a player who's good, not great, uh, like a Jason Hayward, for example, not to pick on him, but if you take a, if you, if you go out and, and these were, were trades, but they're eventually sign, signing. Uh, well, Betts was a trade, uh, Freeman was a signing. When you take a player like that, who's an MVP player, you're not going to miss, you know. He's smart enough to know that, and he got good deals on both of them. I know Betts got a <clears throat> huge deal, $365 million, but a lot of deferred money in there, and, you know, that's a, that's a good deal as well. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. And uh, speaking, you mentioned a couple of things in trades. Um, what teams already, in your mind, are already emerging as potential uh, trade uh, trade destinations, teams that are looking to unload? Who are the buyers? Who are the sellers? I think one of the clear sellers right out the gate, even though his uh, there's a name that's been attached, obviously. The Washington Nationals. Everyone talks about Juan Soto. It's already been said by Juan Soto's agent, Scott Boris, that it's not going to happen. However, I don't know why Scott Boris would have any comments on that, considering the fact that he has nothing to do whether or not his player <laughs> is traded. Um, I, 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 it's going to be interesting because there's not a single team that doesn't want Juan Soto. But what about someone like, um, like Rainey out of the bullpen for them, like who who can absolutely help a team right now? Yeah, I mean they've got pieces that they can trade. No question about that. You know, uh, Boris does not control that situation. So he can't know absolutely that he's not being traded, and you never know. Someone could pull them over, but I, you know I've heard that as well that uh, they're going to keep him. They are for sale, so you know that could work both ways depending on the new owner what they want to do. But um, <clears throat> I, I think they're not going to take that chance to trade him when the team is for sale and potentially upset a new owner because really that's when you're selling the team and they're looking for huge money. Uh, that's really what's most on their mind. You know, they may tell you that we, we want to win and have a good team, but, you know, let's be realistic here. We're talking about billions of dollars. So uh, I, I do think he's correct that Soto's not going anywhere. I do think Nelson Cruz is now heating up. He's another guy who could be traded, as he was last year. Certainly the Nats uh, are a team that's likely to trade. I think it's probably early for many trades. Once in a while there's a trade in early June, not very often, but um, you know, we've got obvious sellers because we've got some really bad teams and we got some really great teams. So we got some obvious buyers. Um, you know, I, I do think the Cubs will be a seller. Pirates, 
certainly uh, should be a seller. The Reds will be a seller. Of course, we know the A's have been selling all along, so we know they're a seller. Uh, I think the Rockies could be a seller. We'll see. Uh, they've been reluctant to sell uh, in the past. Diamondbacks, they've done well. Uh, yeah. you know, I don't want to rip them, but you know, may, ultimately they may be a seller as, as well. So, I mean, certainly a lot of sellers. Now, many of those teams you know, don't have the type of players that uh, contending teams are going to want. Uh, they have either young players or, or frankly, uh, bad players, which is why they are where they are. But uh, you're right, Rainey, there's some good, there's some very good pieces on every team. There's no team yeah. with nobody worth trading. You, know, you just mentioned the team that I did want to ask you about, John, and that's the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, this team is good. They're not a bad team. They're a good team. They're currently at 500, and the only reason I feel like they're at 500 yeah, is because they, the mis- <laughs> yeah, they, have, they have the misfortune of being located in Phoenix. That's just it. You put them in any other division, they might be they might be battling right now for first place. It's, it's almost frustrating to watch because they are a pretty damn good team. Is that a team that you think would sell, or do you think that's a team that might even look to buy to maybe stock up for next year? Well, that would be an interesting strategy. Normally, teams are just focused on the year at hand. So um, just going off the history of it, and it seems more likely they would sell. They certainly have relief pieces that people could be interested in, Melanson, uh, Kennedy. Um, you know, I, I got to give them credit. I, I saw them early in at City Field, and they had one guy hitting over 200, and that was Beer. And uh, he's now really not part of the mix. Uh, and to be around 500, uh it's pretty amazing. And with the number of games they played against the Dodgers, I thought that's what you were going to say, but it's the whole division. You're right. It's the whole division. It's, they're in the hard, toughest division. To be around 500 uh, with where we thought they would be, I give them credit. That said, uh, I think ultimately it's more likely they'd be a, a seller. But you're right. It's not, a, it's not a complete given. They may want to take a run at you know, a 500 or better season. I don't see them as a playoff team nationally. It's going to be tough. I mean, look at those teams in the National League. At this point, um, you know, Philly uh, will not be in it. Atlanta will not be in it. San Francisco uh, fighting for their lives. I think it's pretty tough because I do think the Phillies are better than they've shown. I think the Braves are much better than they've shown. And uh, I, I, I think it's going to be tough to, to be one of those six playoff teams. So I, I don't see Arizona uh, doing that. Uh, be, being a buyer, I—it's an interesting concept that you bring up, though. Maybe, maybe for next year, it's not—it's not out of the question because they do not have pieces that are going to get a ton back. They have—they have some pieces, but not—not—not not a, not a lot of them. Yeah, because I just looked through that lineup, like the pieces, the offensive pieces. Yeah. I mean, there's no one that really sh- could or really should move. I mean, Marte has been signed to an extension, so he's going to be around for a while. You're probably not going to get much out of Peralta. Um, you, really, their pitching is the thing that's really valuable. They got Zach Gallen going today. Zach Gallen's been incredible. Whatever. Well, they can't trade him, right? I mean, he no. needs a potential ace as long as he can yeah. stay healthy. And that's always a big if with all these young pitchers. But I mean, I saw him out at City Field. Uh, he he would look unhittable that day. He's Terrific. Would they trade Madbum? I mean, you know, just looking at that team, that would be an interesting one. He certainly has done better. Certainly Brent Strom has done a very good job there. And every, yeah. everybody in that rotation seems to be doing better. Uh, yeah. But maybe he's said something to him that he's going to carry over if he is traded. You know, that's a, that's a contract that they could, you know, it wouldn't be worth 
moving if they ended up being a, a traitor. Uh, you know, I'm glad you brought up Brent Strong because, yeah, you know, you normally can't sit around. It's very lofty to say who the best coaches in baseball are, but it seems as though there's two coaches that no matter where they go, they are just ungodly successful. And there's another coach that I mentioned earlier, hitting coach Kenny, uh, Kenny Long over the Phillies and Brent Strong. Like, it's just what he, these guys do with their players. It's not like they have information that others don't have. We Baseball is so filled with information it's crazy what makes these guys incredible is how they're able to make the information digestible and understandable and also getting players at the big league levels to make adjustments is already a tricky thing but seeing how these guys do it and how what they get out of their pitchers how they've changed careers look what he did with Verlander look what he did with Cole and look what he's doing with that entire Diamondbacks pitching staff I mean just not enough words can give him some credit I, I agree. I, I'm not exactly sure why Houston moved on from him. I mean, he called it a retirement, but obviously he wasn't ready to retire, and he's outstanding. Um, you know, it, the coaches can make a huge difference. You know, Dave Duncan, uh, for years, uh, Tony LaRusso's right-hand man, uh, wasn't even a pitcher, but what a great pitching coach he was and how he helped so many pitchers become so much better uh, than they had been. Um, you know, right now uh, – you know, I would say Matt Blake, with the uh, who came from the Cleveland organization, where you get a lot of a lot of people come from that organization and do quite well. Um, Yankees pitching coach uh, has done a great job. Uh, I mean, Tyon is doing great. Severino is great. Clay Holmes. Uh, you know, the Yankees have done really well uh, picking guys up. Uh, you know, like Holmes and some of these others. Uh, Nestor Cortez, who right now, he, come on, he might be leading the Cy Young race. And now that Verlander had one bad game, uh, I mean, he was a guy who was released by the Orioles and, uh, and the Mariners. Uh, so, I, you know, I'd say Matt Blake has done a great job. And i got to give props to the Indians. Uh, sorry. I, you know, I do that. I, when am I going to stop doing that? The Guardians hitting coach uh, Chris Baleka. I mean, they, they have really hit very well. I thought I looked at the team and said, you know, they got the usual young pitchers, but how are they going to be scoring runs? Well, their their hitting has been very very good to this point, and uh, so maybe he has that knack too. But he he's just getting started. Since, you know, he's early in his coaching career. But uh, you're right, a great coach can make a huge difference. Love Chris Valeka. Played against him a lot. Know his family well. There are multiple Valekas all throughout baseball. There's Pat Valeka. There's the youngest Valeka. And by the way, they all look identical. It's insane. They're all like five years apart. They all look the same, and they all went to UCLA, except for except for Chris, who went to UCSB. But yeah, great, great family, great coaches, great, great everything. I love it. Anybody else in the league you think uh, would really benefit from the trade deadline that we're not thinking of? I mentioned the Diamondbacks. We already talked seller, about the Mariners. Um, you know, or seller or buyer, for that matter. I, I, I think like another team right on that cusp is the Mariners. I got to assume they're going to be buyers just yeah. to justify the moves they made this offseason oh yeah i mean they're in it to win it um you know even though i've given up they're not gonna listen to me because they just look at me as a marriage detractor but with it, with what they've done with their revenue uh you know they're, they're gonna they're gonna go for it uh, and there's no question about it um it'll be interesting to see i i, I still think the phillies and the braves are gonna they're they're, they're gonna be, go go for it they're gonna be buyers i mean i can't imagine Either of those teams giving up, it's too early for that, certainly. And I, I still believe in that talent uh, there, so I think that they will be going for it. 
Uh, I see the Cubs as a seller with some pieces to sell. I, I don't think they'll sell Hendricks, but I could see uh, Hap potentially. I could see Stroman uh, and certainly the catcher. Uh, that would be a big one. Uh, Wilson Contreras is hit very well. I don't know if he's hit as well as his brother, William, with the Braves. Uh, great uh, catching tandem with Darno and Contreras, but uh, they have not really uh, made a move toward uh, extending Contreras, and he is a free agent after the year, and you know, a lot of teams, uh, you know, it's been a down year for offense, but uh, it's certainly been a down year for catching offense all over the place. So uh, I think that will be a big trade piece that people will be interested in is Wilson Contreras. Well, we will be watching as the season goes forward. The trade deadline, I know it seems far away, but really month and a half, two months comes by real quick. We're already two months into this season, and I cannot wait to see where it goes. John, thank you so much for uh, joining me today here on Big Time Baseball, as always. Uh, people can obviously follow you on Twitter, at John Heyman. Guys, I can't stress this enough. Follow John Heyman. Watch his <laughs> tweets. They're the most important tweets in the world. I don't start my day until I read at least one John Heyman tweet. It's coffee and a John Heyman tweet. Well, I'll say this about them. They are free. So they have that. <laughs> Got to take advantage of John when he's free. John, you're the best. Thank you so much for joining me. And thank you guys so much for listening to Big Time Baseball. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Cody Decker. Follow me on Twitter at Decker6 and Antihero Baseball on Instagram. That's it for us. Enjoy some baseball. See you guys next week. Beat it.